Hey everyone, Quinn here. We are issuing our regular intermission this episode to offer our support for the Black Lives Matter movement and the demonstrations against police violence taking place across the United States and the world. But support without action is not enough. We are asking you all, especially the fellow white folks who are listening, to join us in doing the work. Educate yourself on anti-racism and commit to putting it into practice on a daily basis. Have the difficult but necessary conversations with your friends, family, and coworkers. If you're able, support the protests by joining or contributing to your local Black Lives Matter chapter, mutual aid fund, or bail fund. Amplify Black voices in demanding change from your local elected officials. Support their message and their tactics. And while you're at it, look up your local police contract to see for yourself what their budget, benefits, and legal immunities are. And finally, listen to, promote, and give money to Black creators and anti-racist journalists. They've been calling out these injustices for years before mainstream outlets have, and we all bear the responsibility for not listening sooner. We've put links, resources, and reading materials in the show notes to help you get started. These are just a few ways that you can help, and ones that we as a crew have been doing personally, but we encourage you to seek out the best fit for your circumstances. The most important thing, though, is that you take action, now and going forward. It's past time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Tio. Hi, I'm Tio, and I play Constance, the expert. Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin, the monstrous. And Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I play JR, the crooked. Last time, Alvin yeeted out of the city atop the animated bison sculpture. (laughs) Yeehaw. After a brief hilltop detente, the creature galloped off into the sunset leaving him to contend with Stony, Agent Pax, and his trending popularity on Twitter. <laughs> Constance and JR's search for the origin of the sculpture led them to Riverside Park, where Firmament's premier arts and music festival, Hullabaloo, was in full swing. Constance reconnected with her old artist friend, Bree, who was responsible for creating the sculpture. She told her that the piece only came to life after her encounter with a strange young man who promised that he could make her art more realistic. JR, meanwhile, was drawn into the search for missing six-year-old, notable cute kid, Gavin. She found him soon enough, however, when he grabbed her wrist, and it quickly began to transform into cotton candy. JR, as you are looking down at where this kid has taken hold of your arm, you can see your skin shifting from solid flesh into a layer of wispy tendrils, turning a lurid pink color as it goes. It doesn't hurt, surprisingly, but you do take one harm as this transmutation begins to work its way up your body. What do you do? Hold on, marking one harm for candy. I'm assuming that is going to show up in my dental care if I don't floss (laughs) properly. Um, Yeah, your skin is turning into cotton candy and you just developed a cavity. Mm -hmm, Oh, dang. Yeah, side effect of being cotton candy uh let's see ah um i <laughs> There's... There uh i pull my arm away or at least i try to give me a act under pressure all right well that's a six so experience i don't know if you all have played with kids before but they're kind of strong Sometimes, surprisingly so. The grip. So you wrench your arm back and you pull Gavin forward. No. But you don't don't lose him. And this- Oh no. (laughs) This transformation is continuing up your arm. Go ahead and mark another harm. Oh, fuck. As it's now sort of reached your elbow. Two cavities. Uh, All right. Ah, Jesus Christ, let go. And as he gets close to you, he says- the fireman says he's mad that you burned his house down, and it's time for you to make 
amends, amends. And as you hear this, for just a moment, your mind flashes back to a memory, one that you've tried to sequester away. A room filled with flames, rapidly devouring the floor and licking up the walls. Across it, through the curtain of fire, you can just make out a silhouetted figure. It's the size and shape of a human, but all the proportions are off just enough that you know in your heart it's not. And then you snap back to this small child saying strange things to you and slowly transform you into candy. I scream for a third time. What's going on around me? Is there anybody like... Yeah, people are starting to look at you. I think at first there's kind of this perplexion at why you are screaming instead of the kid. Like it takes a moment to process. And I don't think anyone's noticed the transformation yet. But now people are starting to notice that like maybe something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And you can hear some people say like, hey, are you like, is everything okay? Do you need help? Okay, I grab the key with the hand that is not currently turning into a sweet, and I am going to do magic, and I'm going to yell, <laughs> not cotton candy. <laughs> Human flesh, flesh, oh, not cotton no. candy. No, you're yelling flesh? That <laughs> You're going to get arrested. Not cotton candy. <laughs> So what are you trying to accomplish here? I'd like my hand to turn back into a hand. Okay. I think this is probably going to be uh, heal one harm from an injury or cure a disease or neutralize a poison. Okay. Kind of all three of those apply here. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like that's probably the effect you're going for. So go ahead and roll uh, use magic. That's going to be a nine. Phew. On a seven to nine, it works, but there is a glitch. You choose the glitch and I choose the effect. God, I always go for either immediate unwelcome attention or problematic <laughs> side effect, which I know is what you love. You love that, Quinn. I do love that shit. You love it. Um, I'm going to go for, instead, the effect is weakened. For this glitch, what happens is that your key flares mm -hmm. with a bright light. And at this point, Gavin does let go of you. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> The and the effect is weakened candy. is that, yes, the, <laughs> the transformation that has taken place seems to have halted, but it hasn't receded. So mechanically, you're not going to heal one harm, but you are going to, let's say, neutralize a poison okay. or maybe cure a disease. Some smattering of those two effects. You've stopped it from spreading. Yeah. And you've created some separation between yourself and Gavin. Yeah, what I imagine is a similar effect is in uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets when Lockhart cures Harry by removing all of the bones from his hand. So what I'm envisioning is a hand that like I can still move the hands and the fingers, but it is cotton candy. So probably not a whole lot of gripping. Probably shouldn't get it near water. Probably tastes good if I put it in my mouth. I mean, not to get too into the grim details, but like the core of your arm is still human okay. and fleshy. Good. The exterior Ooh. of your arm is, is cotton candy. Mm -mm. So it's like the epidermis yes. or something? Is it dripping? It's not <laughs> dripping. Okay, good. Ooh. Okay. It's fluffy and bubblegum pink, and it does look like it would taste good. And there's a bone somewhere in there, so be careful. Here's what I'm going to do next. Yes, with my bony cotton candy hand. Which also, for the listeners at home, I do not like cotton candy, but JR does like cotton candy, so <laughs> we are in a wow. real pickle. A real pickle. Strong character um, work. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so, what I'm going to do, because I've gotten some knowledge, I really don't want to stick around much longer, is I'm going to yell something like, Here's a kid that was lost, and now he's found. His parents are here somewhere. Somebody please reunite this child with his parents. And then I am going to run away. Okay. Sneakily. Sneak is I don't think that's like possible. That. Oh, okay, then I'm just going to fucking run. I'm going to run. I'm running. Jared is a I'm lot running. of yelling and running. <laughs> okay. If you wanted to read a bad situation at this point, you could. 
Okay, let me try that. Or you can just run. All right, let me <laughs> read a bad situation <laughs> and then I will the run. This, this feels like a sled again. <laughs> mm-hmm. If he Here's just let us on those skis. Do you want to use this roll? No, I'm proffering <laughs> you this roll because there's a chance you could fail and you don't have to take the roll if you don't want to. Well, I did fail. That's a four. <laughs> Three experience points now. Very good. And now I'm going to run. Yeah. So I think what happens is you set off, but you have to like elbow past a couple people mm-hmm. and you look rather conspicuous doing this. Yeah. But you also look back and you see Gavin just smile like the ultimate kid mischievous smile. Fuck that kid. And then take off into the crowd and further in the distance past that sign that you saw that had turned to candy you notice a few other sugary sweetened items Uh oh! and as you turn the corner to escape from this part of the festival Mm -hmm. you see the leaves of a tree just kind of changing in definition i think you're too far away to know what's happening for sure but they look Sweeter. Great. <laughs> I would like to call Constance. Okay. Hello? Constance, this is bad. This is very, very bad. Uh, oh, there's it's a, JR. There's a, <laughs> there's a small... Do, who else calls you and tells you it's bad? It was a burner phone. You gotta understand. At this point, I'm screening calls from the FBI, too. <laughs> uh, there is a small child turning things into candy. Including what, part what, of where? Me. Wait, uh, hold on, sorry. What do you mean part of you? Like metaphorically? No. <laughs> no, I do um, not mean metaphorically. I've stopped what, the damage, but... What does that mean? What's happening? Where are you? Can I tell her where I am? Like, can I give her directions? Yeah, the two of you are not that far away from each other. And JR, you know your way back more or less to the artist pavilion. So you are on the phone and, and rendezvous with one another. Okay. Oh, hey. And I duck down and I pull my hand out of my pocket, which is now very sticky. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. How did this happen? A kid did this to you? Yeah. So I went off to investigate and some parents came up to me and they were looking for their kid who was lost and so I went out to look for him and I found him and he grabbed my arm and started turning me into candy and also is turning other things into candy and he says it's because I have to make amends for something that I would like to discuss at a later date because I think that candy... The child, yes. You owe amends to this child? What did you do to this child? (laughs) No, no, no. I owe amends to a third party who is not present at the scene. While you went off gallivanting and did whatever the heck that is to your arm, saving children. Um, (laughs) I was interviewing my friend, and it turns out that uh, yeah, this was a hundred percent intentional. This young-looking, handsomeish man. I'm adding handsome. I actually don't remember if he was handsome. In my portrait of him, he's <laughs> handsome. Like, said that he could help her make her statue look more realistic. So, like, fulfilling. A I wish? don't know about you, but like, turning everything into candy seems like a pretty good deal for a little kid. Yeah, it does. Did you see which way the kid went? Did you see where his parents went? I gesture generally in the direction of where I come from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that half of the festival. That direction. Um, I'd like to kind of look around and just get my bearings of like, I don't know if this dude is still here, if he's watching this. I don't yet know much, except I know that this is someone who JR pissed off and I have a feeling that they're going to make <laughs> our lives bad. So I would like to read a bad situation, just kind of look around and see if I notice any immediate like red flags. Yeah, go ahead and roll to read a bad situation. That is a nine. Hold one. I guess, where did it go? Like, where did this child or the man interpretation up to the keeper here? Constance, you're looking out and you realize that the Ferris wheel, the like portable Ferris wheel that they've uh, set up for this festival, it's not moving. It's stopped. Let's head toward the Ferris wheel. I think that's our best bet of 
it's it's just a good plan. We just need to go. Constance is still like a little uncomfortable with the whole situation. <laughs> That's fair. It's very much outside of her wheelhouse to deal A, with children, and B, with candy hands. Yeah, candy hands. So she's kind of like trying to make it seem like she knows what she's doing to keep JR calm, but she's definitely freaking out on the inside. That's fair. Uh, do, you, do you happen to have a glove? Oh, I know you're going to make fun of me for this later, but I did go through a biker phase at one point. Um, go on. And I'm pretty sure I have some like studded bright pink leather, not leather, bike gloves that go up to the elbow in my yeah. bag. Yeah, I'm not going to make you roll for this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin, you and Sarah have arrived at the entryway to Hullabaloo. We're ready to kick it and have a good time. Yeah, everything's great. Everything's great. It's all great. We're just keep our eyes peeled and just have some corn dogs. And uh, waiting at the gate, as promised, is Leon. Hey, Leon, buddy, friend. Hey, Alvin, good to see you. Hey. How are things? Well, I mean, you know as well as I do, pretty much. How's being famous? It's something. It sure is something. Don't worry, you'll adjust. Maybe I got a life in the rodeo after this. <laughs> it sounds like it. Always thought that'd be good. I like going to rodeos. Sarah, Leon. Leon, Sarah, you've met before. Oh, yeah. It's good to see you again, Leon. <laughs> a number of times, but I always like to make sure that I haven't forgotten <laughs> anybody and redo introductions every time. <laughs> after you exchange some pleasantries, he hands you two general admission tickets and the three of you head inside. Come on, Sarah, I'm going to show you all of my favorite parts. This is the corn dog hut. And over there is kettle corn. And over there is cotton candy. Mm -hmm. There's a Ferris wheel at the end there. And the bands play over here at the field. Leon looks at you. He's like, you know, Alvin, I don't mean to. Hmm? If you want to you know, just have sort of have a good time, that's that's totally cool. But there's some some weird stuff going on. A little bit of weird. Oh, yeah. Constance and JR and I went and met up with one of Constance's friends. Uh -huh. And it sounded like something strange was going on. She was the one who made the, the sculpture, the bison, mm. you know, before it came to life. Mm -hmm. She only wanted to talk to Constance. Didn't really see how that panned out. But JR asked me to call Fred, uh -huh. which I did. Yes. And he is drunk in the Rose Garden. Oh. And that is unusual. And he is not pleased about how the festival is going. Didn't want to talk, but said we could come have some rosé with him. So it started with, we have a bead on someone who may be responsible for a living, moving statue that rampaged through town, and now Fred's drunk, so that's where we should go? Oh, no, I mean... <laughs> the, like, Fred drunk part, that's probably a priority? It's sort of two leads. Yeah, that's, that's true. Sarah, what do you think? I mean, if JR and Constance are... Checking out the sculpture, maybe we talk to Fred, see what is going on with him. That sounds good to me. Leon, is that a is that a lead? Does Fred normally get drunk in the middle of the day? And Leon shakes his head. Aha, weird behavior is afoot, Sarah. See, this is a, a glimpse into my life as a paranormal investigator. Now, <laughs> two corn dogs for the road, and let's go find out what's up with Fred. All right, Sherlock Holmes. The game is afoot. Oh boy. So the three of you head over to the Rosé Garden. I think I said Rose Garden earlier. It's the Rosé Garden. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you see Fred. You recognize him, Alvin, from mm -hmm. your previous encounter. Yeah. Uh, when he was consensified. Although I yeah. will say, you have you have met Fred before and interacted with him, not under the yeah. control of Without the him supernatural trying to shoot entity. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Or infect you. Yeah. Um, but he is uh, sitting alone at one of the large event tables that has been set up, the plastic ones. Mm -hmm. And he has a bottle of rosé in front of him, and it is about half empty. And he is on his phone, and he looks miffed. Miffed. Alvin just confidently strolls up, plops himself down, gives a heavy pat on Fred's back, and says, Hey, Fredo, buddy, how's it going? That's Hey, look. Another successful hullabaloo, am I right? Alvin, this festival is a disaster. No, no. You don't even know. What are it's, you talking about? 
It's you a got disaster. These corn dogs. You got the rose garden. That's like the highlight. People from around the state come here for the rose garden. Your face is fuzzy. Yeah. Did you know that? You it sure is. You want to touch it? Yes. And he reaches out and like rubs your beard. And that's enough. Slap it away. And then he pushes his glass of rose over to you and then just takes the bottle in his hand. You know, I'm this festival, it's supposed to be a partnership, but it's it's not. It's not a partnership. I'm doing all the work and Eve just gets all the credit and she's not even doing anything. No, that can't be. I'm sure she's doing plenty. You know where she is? I know. That's that's the problem, Alvin. Oh. That's the problem. So she's, she's supposed to be helping with all of this and introducing all the bands and doing uh, all the Eve stuff that she always does, but she's not. And now I have to do it. And that's bullshit, Alvin. That's, that's, that's bullshit. That's true. She should do it instead of you right now, probably. Yeah. Well, especially now. Yeah. Super duper. My shift, my shift was supposed to be over like two hours ago. And that's why I'm celebrating because it's over. It's done. The successful things is going to collapse and it's going to be Eve's fault. When did you last see her? Yesterday? Yes, yesterday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I look over at Leon and be like, Leon, did you, have you talked to her? No, I mean, I usually try not to bother Eve or Fred when Hullabaloo is going on. It's mm. sort of an unwritten rule. Is there a like director's tent around here or anyone got a walkie-talkie? I mean, I assume, Fred, you've tried walkie-talkie, right? I just, you just text her. You text her. But she oh. barely ever doesn't respond. Well, maybe the towers are, are overloaded. It is a very popular festival. People come here from around the state, you know. It's, it's a good festival, Alvin. Thank you. Speaking it's of which, good. Fred, this is my sister, Sarah. Sarah, uh, Fred. It's nice to meet you. I'll introduce you again later. If you see Eve, tell her that I'm not working anymore tonight. Message received. Uh, Leon, probably got to find Eve, huh? Constance and JR, you are making your way towards the Ferris wheel. It's a, a short jaunt, uh, and you arrive there to see a bit of a scene developing. The Ferris wheel is indeed stopped. It doesn't appear to have been intentional. There's some people slowly losing their cool, stuck in the seats, and a, a, a frantic operator who's like, not quite shouting, but approaching shouting. Everybody be cool. Be cool, everyone. I got, I got this. It's cool. It's going to be fine. Everybody just calm down. What do you do? Out of character, I'm just going to point out that in my mind, I just swapped the definitions of Ferris wheel and carousel. And I was like, what do you mean strapped to their seats? Just get up and walk away. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. No, the Ferris wheel, <laughs> the one where there is the well, big wheel where they're stuck yeah, in the air. Yeah, no, I got, yeah, look, yeah. I just tilted. <laughs> very similar. We live on a sphere, Quinn. There is no up, down, right, left. Maybe I'm just looking at a Ferris wheel differently than you. Um, I mean, that's how you would paint it. That's true, actually. I'm just getting in the zone. Anyway. So I method. Ca- yes, absolutely. Method constants. <laughs> I kind of look at JR and I'm like, you good to go feeling very awkward about the ridiculous biker glove that she is now oh yeah possibly wearing yeah i mean i've got i've got that hand is like in my pants pocket so that you can't really see it a whole lot there is like a sliver of hot pink pleather like at the wrist so it's mostly concealed well if there's any place that people will think it's an intentional art statement it's here so you're okay very true very (laughs) true you're part of the band. That's all. <laughs> you play at eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. D- is there anything? Oh, can I investigate a mystery? Is there anything that I can see from where we're standing that will help explain to me why the Ferris wheel has stopped? Perhaps it is. Uh, I think into read a, a bad situation would be more appropriate. Read a bad situation. Okay. It is turning into a giant gingerbread thingy. Jesus Christ. 
to four. Mark experience. Oof. Yeah. Into a giant I'm one away from leveling up, so that's hey. good. It's constant yeah. if you want to read a bad situation. Oh, um, well, there's a consequence first. Yeah. So hold, hold, hold your horses. Double or nothing, Quinn. You don't want to see double or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of you pause, JR, you're assessing this situation. And as you do so, you see, indeed, the frame of the Ferris wheel is turning from a garish painted red iron to frosted gingerbread. Oh, fuck. And as this happens, the weight of it is more than was meant to be structurally borne by gingerbread. And the wheel comes loose from the housing and starts to roll. I'm gonna run up as close as I can get to the operator, the one that's yelling. I mean, now he's screaming. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get the attention of the opera and be like, hey, where is your um, like manager? Where is like a safety personnel? Is there any way to get people down? Like, do you have a cherry picker? Give me a roll to manipulate someone. <laughs> Interesting. I'm manipulating them. Oofa doofa, that's a five. Hey. He looks at you. Fear in his eyes lets out a shriek of fear uh, as this Ferris wheel begins to rotate forward and runs. Cool. Is it like coming off of its support structure and just like rolling as a big wheel away? Or is it, or is it rolling it sideways? Over? Its support structure collapsed okay. because mm. it was gingerbread. Mm -hmm. And gingerbread cannot hold steel big steel wheels so the wheels still steel <laughs> the wheel is still steel and it is starting to roll it has not fallen it is starting to roll. prometheus style towards something i see okay i'm just gonna yell to the people on it like hold on it's gonna be a ride hold on and like as that's happening constance reaches into her backpack and she pulls out <laughs> it's one of those uh search and rescue horns but it folds out, like clicks into place. So she wants to pull that out and at least give other people notice, like just for anyone who, for whatever reason, has not paid attention yet. Roll preparedness. That is a 12. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You, have it. you reach into your Instagram backpack and you pull out your collapsible uh, speakerphone, blowhorn. Search and rescue horn. Search and rescue horn. Thank you. That you thing's pull out got a amplification range. device. Yes. <laughs> a collapsible amplification device. What do you do? I kind of make a motion to JR to like get behind me because I don't want to be blowing it right into her face. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Um and then I go in a circle and I just go like run! Run for your lives! Ferris wheel coming towards you. You unleash this message upon the crowd <laughs> and people turn and see and in a panic begin to flee the vicinity. <laughs> no way. Oh, God. <laughs> and as they do, the wheel turns, steel creaking and groaning as the first carriage on the Ferris wheel is taken under and it's starting to gain some momentum. Okay. I look at JR. All right. That's all um, I got. I suppose I could try to do some magic. I'm going to try and do one thing that is beyond human limitations, and that is try to stop this thing from rolling and, like, lay it down on its side. Okay. What would that do to the people inside of it? I mean, well, they'll be sideways. It's okay. it's okay. They'll be sideways, it's okay. it's but they'll Gently. be fine. Yeah, I guess it's all about how quickly it goes to the ground. Just out of curiosity, are you envisioning this as like a a superhuman strength? Like this is some She Hulk superhero yeah. She Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm into it. Uh, roll to use magic. All right. While you're rolling that at the sound of the horn, Alvin looks over and just taps Leon on the shoulder and points wordlessly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, your group starts heading that way. I buy that. That's gonna be a ten. That's a full success. As dice came through when I fucking needed to. <laughs> so, JR, tell me what it looks like. I think I go up to this thing. And 
and legitimately yell, She Hulk! <laughs> and Muscles. I, I grab it with my hands, one of which is still cotton candy, but <laughs> safely encased in a bright pink pleather biking glove with, does it have rivets? You said it's got like rivets. It's Studded. got studs. It's got studs. Yeah. Are they across the knuckles? They are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. And awkwardly around the wrist, which makes it impossible to do any, like, you know, typing or anything like that. With it. Oh, yeah. You know, all the typing I do on the back of a motorcycle. Um, <laughs> okay. So I, I go up and I grab it. So I, I've halted its progress. And then as gently and slowly as I can, I'm going to lean it on its side slowly, though, so that, like, People do not get, like, squished or anything, and if they are, they have enough time to kind of get out of the way. JR, you step up and <sighs> grab this runaway Ferris wheel, and the metal presses against you, but you push back and bring it to a halt, and ever so gently lower it, this 40-foot-tall structure of steel, to the ground, and the screams turn to silence, and then cheers. Ah, oh, Christ. As the dozen or so people who were in the Ferris wheel uh, appeared to have made it out unharmed, and you can see them like crawling out from the carriages and like cheering for you. She hulk. She hulk. She hulk. She hulk. Oh boy. So Jr., you flee. From this small crowd of adoring fans who you just saved. And Constance seeing JR running away. I think you follow suit. And uh, you uh, actually rendezvous with Alvin and Leon and Sarah pretty close to the artist pavilion. Oh, hey, Constance. Hey. um, This is my sister, Sarah. Sarah, Constance, uh, you've met. Yes. Yes, we have. Yeah, we met before. (laughs) Okay. It's good to see you again. Good to see you too. Uh, Did you just choose to introduce just Constance to your sister again and not me. Oh, I thought it was just Constance and JR hadn't re-arrived. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was doing her lap. <laughs> Everybody's here. Oh, I, I'm, this, see, this is why I did, JR, sorry, I didn't see you there. You're so sneaky. Uh, JR, uh, Sarah, this is my sister. We've, we've so, met. Sarah, this is JR. We've, you've met we've met. Hey, JR. Hey, hey, Sarah, how's it going? Good to see you again. It's good. Uh, Cool glove. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so you know, and I pull my hand out, just hold it up, and then I pull the glove off and show them my cotton candy hand. Oh my god! <laughs> Leon's just like shaking his head. And yeah, so his we have a situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna activate the phone tree. Hold on, and he pulls out his phone and sends a text message. It's like okay, done. Oh. In the distance, we hear. We need to. We need to track down. What was his name again? Gavin. 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 Leon, if you can send out word Gavin, I don't actually know what this kid looks like, but he's six. You know, you know what? Jr. should write this text. We need to find him because he's basically patient zero in terms (laughs) of he can touch people and things and turn them into candy. The Ferris wheel. That was probably him. That was definitely him. Do you know anybody else around here who's turning things into candy? <laughs> the dude oh. that we have not talked about. No, yet. I think I knew zero he, up until he now. grants wishes to people. He's an enabler through the magic of wishes. He's like a mm. bad genie. The man is not doing it. The child. That's semantics. The man is doing it with the conduit of the child. Yes. But he is. Either way, we need to track that kid down. The child is the cat's paw of the genie. Yes, there we go. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, he's six. He's got sandy hair and he has a speech impediment. Oh, yes. And he don't touch. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. Don't let him touch you. Don't let him touch you. I don't. I don't think he has a speech, have a speech impediment. I think he's just a child. Yeah. Undeveloped speech. I like how we both were like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm crying. Hold on. I'm sorry if I don't assume that six year olds should have perfect vocabulary and pronunciation. <laughs> Okay. I know most of my kids do talk like adults. I'm trying a new thing. <laughs> Can we keep that in? Can that Note just to be self, like JR need some work. Is walking around with a uh, no. candy thing in one this hand and a man. Wall Street Journal in the other. <laughs> <laughs> 
very well read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's a normal six-year-old minus the whole candy ability. And his name is Gavin. And you shouldn't touch. Do not touch him. Don't touch him. Don't. No. Don't. Do not he's touch. dangerous and armed. Yes. In a certain way. Yes. And he can turn anything to candy? Yes. Yep. I mean, look, my So far, we have two examples. JR? Yeah. Alvin, no, Um, no, 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 Alvin. I know what you're going to ask, and no, you cannot taste my hand. Have you- Have (laughs) I tasted my hand? Yeah. No. I figured you should be first if someone's going to taste it. But I figure before we fix me, I will probably have a small taste. Listen. For science. For science. You don't have to do it in front of us or tell us when you do it, but when this is all over, would like to know. Yes, I think for science I will, but I'll wait till right before I get fixed. Hey, um, (laughs) I know I'm sort of like new to this thing, but I feel like maybe we could table this until after we catch the candy kid. I was about to say, Sarah, if you're wondering how often we lose precious, (laughs) valuable time, um, it's often. I mean, I've known my brother my whole life, so I had a guess. Oh, it's not just him. It's all of us. Let's catch that kid. How do we get onto the PA system? How do we call this kid into the office? (laughs) I look at Leon because Leon has helped put this event on. I mean, to clarify, Leon has done shit all to put this event on it's all even fred <laughs> okay the jackalope puts this event on leon has done nothing okay <laughs> leon, leon wrote a ex- blog post about it leon is excluded from the party planning committee <laughs> for reasons okay. that should after, be obvious to anyone who's after leon. one bad year <laughs> okay how do we get over the pa system well, there's not a central pa system but like the main stage would be the most prominent area where we can make an announcement Okay, I think we need to, unless the gang has a better idea. Sarah, you seem more capable than us. Thoughts? <laughs> Did the kid seem like he would come in willingly? He's a six-year-old. Mm. I think if you promised him more candy, he would go with you wherever you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think candy this is his kid. problem. Oh, this yeah, kid we probably shouldn't candy. lure children with candy. Yeah, that's... Mm, mm, yeah, but supply-demand rules right now, yeah. He doesn't need adults for candy. What he needs is adults for... And then Constance just starts thinking, like, what else do children <laughs> want? <laughs> Pokemon, right? That's a thing that kids are into these days. Puppies? Digimon? Don't they like dogs? Beyblades. Uh, oh. uh, silly bands? Pogs. Pogs. <laughs> <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> I mean, I think this kid is also- You just activated my trap card. Uh, <laughs> snap bracelets? If he's a regular kid, too, he's on a sugar rush, and he's going to have a sugar crash pretty soon. And his parents are looking for him, so I think we can probably get the parents to help us get him in line. I may have another method of tracking him. They're aware he's lost. Ooh. And then Alvin- points at the trail of candied trees and signs oh. <laughs> and the wheel and an, another sign and yeah he seems to be a pretty pretty grabby kid yeah you're right you want a wolf out doesn't seem particularly hard to track this is like some irl Candyland shit we're like yeah larping candy land some fairly the candy Unique land and recognizable lard. footprints. <laughs> the <So> candy <laughs> land lard. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so Alvin, you want to- um, I would like to track the candy boy. You want to track candy boy. Uh, I assume you are using your supernatural senses granted to you by your wolf's blood? Yes. Give me a roll to investigate a mystery. And while I'm doing this, I'm also going to like talk through it to Sarah. Like, okay, so this is something that I do sometimes where I focus inside and you can know, you've probably noticed that your sense of smell is a little bit enhanced. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you can use that to to help you track here. Uh, Sorry, what was the role again? Investigate a mystery. (laughs) Investigate a mystery, (laughs) seven. Is that with your plus one for shapeshifting? Eight. Okay. Yeah! On a mixed success, you do get to hold one. I mean, there's one question that I think is the primary question here that will work with the hold one, which is, where did it go? Yeah. Alvin, you are sniffing the air, and I think you can tell that the candy, starting with JR's cotton candy arm and continuing out, 
doesn't smell right. Mm. Like it, it, it smells faintly off in a way you can't quite put your finger on, but you're able to track it quite clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works its way back to the crowded area, JR, where you first encountered Gavin, and then to the Ferris wheel, where I imagine you sort of are carefully navigating to avoid drawing attention. Mm-hmm. And you trace the scent to a kid's area where you can sort of like dump your kids off if you want to go like listen to music. There's like a, a chaperone. It's not totally unattended, but mm-hmm. you see Gavin asleep with a blanket pulled over him tucked in in the corner of the kids area i really took it out of him all that candy this look normal or is it like candy why don't you give me a roll to investigate a mystery i will do so i'm super good at dice rolling these days so this will go (laughs) totally level up oh that's actually not that bad okay that's that's a 10 hold two what is being concealed here? Do you know your other one, just out of curiosity? Yeah, what can hurt it? Okay. For what is being concealed here, as you get closer, you can see that the blanket that's sort of draped over Gavin is turning into cotton candy. You love to see it. It's mostly the edges mm-hmm. as it's sort of draped around him, and it doesn't really appear to be progressing, but the transformation is partially complete. Okay, I point to the blanket and then I point mm. to my hand. See, it's the blanket hand, cotton candy. The overworked chaperone who is attending to several other kids does not appear to have noticed. Great. You also love to see it. What can hurt it? Most things. It's a child. This isn't great news. It is vulnerable to many things. can't just like burrito him up and <laughs> we figure out what to do. We can trap him. Later. <laughs> Find like a, an enclosure that he can't leave. Put him in a cage of candy already. Well, Aha. I mean, a cage that he'll turn to candy. Mm. We need it so it's it's his hands touching things. If we can somehow get his hands so they're not able to touch things, then we'll be fine. I guess is the glove turning into candy? Yeah, is the glove turning that. into candy? I pull my hand out. Quinn, is the glove turning into candy? No. Interesting. You gotta put bags on his hands. Yeah, but how? And also. Quickly. If we put bags on his hands, unless there's air in those bags, so he's not touching, like the bags are going to turn into candy. Right. But I don't think those candy bags would then turn other things to candy. Yeah. His hands would right. be trapped in candy bags. So I'm sorry, JR. And I like pull the glove off. No. Like, We've got two pairs of gloves that we could stick his hands into <laughs> unless we have something else on us. I mean, we could tie this child up. I'm just saying. So I pull out the other gloves. We have both. And I'm like, all right, we've got the jail. How do we get him? He's asleep. Do we just do it fast? Just do it real quickly. Sure. I'm okay. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, You know what? I'm going to read a bad situation real quick. (laughs) Kids are awfully squirmy. Like he's going to wake up and yeah. And he's going to be like extra sticky because... Candy. Yeah. It's squirmy, but I, That's I can just a hold, nine. I can just hold his arms. On a seven to nine, hold one. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Not in the immediate vicinity. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Let's sneak up on him and try to shove these gloves on him. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do that. Are all five of you Scooby Doo style <laughs> sneaking into the kids area to try to put some gloves on a kid? I could stay watch. Um, I'll volunteer to put on one. Alvin, if you want to volunteer to put on the other one. Sure. I will keep watch at the entrance. This is going to sound kind of bad, but could you distract the chaperone? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> You've got one way to do it. With my cotton candy hand? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good distraction. All right, I will You're attempt to distract the, the attendant. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. What are you doing? Uh, tell me, what is this attendant? Like, how old is this person? What does it look like? Sure. So the chaperone is, I think, a girl in her teens, and she is just sort of harriedly following around different children as they misbehave. Right, like children. She looks distracted, but you know she's still sort of patrolling around the children's okay. area. Okay, 
Hey, hey, can you help me with something? What do you need? This is super embarrassing. You know first aid, right? You're watching children. You know some kind of basic first aid, right? Oh, uh, yeah. What's wrong? Uh, my hand? And I pull it. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll to manipulate someone. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, what will convince them to do what I want? This will do it if you do it right. Okay. <laughs> Come on, dice. Nine. Uh, on a seven nine, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show them that you mean it. So for a second, I think she doesn't understand. It's like you wrapped your arm in cotton. No. And then it dawns on her. Yes. And she's like, "Oh my god, we need to get." Okay, hold on. And she shouts uh, something to uh, one of the people working the nearby beer garden. Hey, I need you to just watch the kids for a second. I got to get her some medical attention. Uh, and your mixed success here is that she is going to be distracted, but she's going to take you to the medical tent, the official medical tent. All right, tent. I give one, like, sad look over my shoulder to that and, like, a small salute. Thumbs up. <laughs> Thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. Constance and Alvin, you have a moment as one of the beer servers is finishing up a, a pour and getting ready to move over where this mm -hmm. uh, corral of children is more or less unattended and unguarded. Okay. All right. Let's do it. We we go in, and I guess we each just grab the arm and then put these probably rather large, like yeah. adult-sized gloves over this tiny hand. I got left hand. Okay. Why don't each of you give me a roll to act under pressure? Hey, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Is this a weird thing? Or is this... It's kind of weird. I don't think this is a weird thing. Okay. I guess... <laughs> It's pretty weird in a mundane way. I would say it's pretty mundane in a weird way, but... <laughs> okay. One way or another. One way or another. Oh, that's a six. And Constance? Oh, I got a 12. So Constance, uh, you slip your glove deftly over <laughs> Gavin's hand. Alvin, not quite as much. Not so much. You try to slide it on and it gets stuck. And then as it gets stuck... It turns into gummy worms and just falls apart. Ah. Mm. I pull his sleeve over. <laughs> and as this happens, he wakes up and says, What are you, what are you guys? Hey, bud. Uh, you... Just uh, just some safety measures. We just got, a, we got these cool gloves that you need to put on. I want my dad, my tummy hurts. Yeah, it's because you ate a whole lot of candy. Ate a whole Ferris wheel. Yeah. I did eat the whole Ferris wheel. You say so yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was good. But not anymore. I love right? gingerbread. Okay. Oh my tummy hurts. So why don't we're gonna take you back to your parents, but you gotta do something for us, okay? We want. Constance looks at Alvin. We need you to keep your hands to yourself and put them in your pockets. Can you do that? Like at a museum, no touching. Will you give me for it? We're going to go find your dad. Well, here. Okay. I want $20. What? <laughs> Boy. Uh, Alvin looks over at Leon at the entrance and be like, Tony. Um, I got like $7. Is that okay? I want $20 or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn you into candy. Oh, Constance, so you're aware. Con oh, he's definitely aware. Constance uh, rips her shirt off as like Alvin is trying to negotiate with the six-year-old. What? And tears it. What are you wraps, doing with the kid? <laughs> wait for yeah. it. Tears it down the side and grabs his, and you can make me roll for this, grabs his hand and wraps it. <laughs> okay, give me another act under pressure. She's not negotiating. 20 bucks is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just paid this kid 20 bucks. <laughs> oh god okay yeah oh i'm glad i didn't because that's another 12 damn <laughs> constance ain't okay. messing around you bind this child's other hand <laughs> um i will say both gloves have uh well the the glove and now part of your shirt have turned into peppermint bark i think mm -hmm. we're here from your parents we're gonna go take you to your parents also, I think you know that you're not supposed to be asking people for $20. Or turning things into candy. Yeah. You have to ask We're before you turn stuff into candy. We're all going to the bad place, huh? <laughs> Constance is like 
spent like that's her ability with children that's that's the end of it she starts like slowly <laughs> moving like all right let's go to your parents okay so what are you doing with this kid well this would have been a good thing to discuss before we took him right <laughs> plans 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 <laughs> Spend plan 10 minutes planning how to wrap a shirt around a child's hands oh no we so, didn't I mean- we spent 10 minutes planning how to put a glove on and it still didn't work yep. so <laughs> yeah well let's walk back over to leon and sarah and say like okay we're gonna take him back to his parents who are looking for him right and i kind of look at them like ideas give a call to his parents he's still got the candy touch we need to decandify his hands sounds like we need magic we really do Ugh. um okay well your your parents <laughs> are waiting for you at the Medical tent. Let's go. Okay. So the four of you with Gavin in tow quickly escape from the kids area and make your way to the medical tent where I think, JR, you have arrived and you are waiting to be admitted by the doctor who's dealing with someone who, you know, had just a little bit too much at the Rosé Garden. Not Fred, but, you know, could have been. So the four of you arrive and you see JR waiting outside. Ah, oh, hey guys. JR. Yeah. Oh, god damn it. Your friend. Yeah, yeah. Can you fix him? You're the lady who burned it all down. Mm. But I already told you that, so now now it's all done. I can just make candy now, and that's good. Huh. Not something I want to discuss right now. We can discuss later at a later time. JR. It is 2.30 in the morning. You and May are heading up the scenic drive towards the Getty Art Museum. As she steers, May goes over the plan with you one last time. You'll get out just before we arrive here at the rear gate. From there, you can skirt the road to the central garden and make your way inside. Scale the terrace wall to the main courtyard. You'll be able to access the exhibition's pavilion. The sublime intemperance will be on the second floor. Once you have it, you'll make your way out the same way. Head 30 meters down the hill until you reach the access road. Follow it out to the residential street, where Rhodes Inspector will be waiting to pick you up. Any questions? No. Then good luck. And as she says that, she pulls up to the unassuming gate that is blocking one of the two paths at the fork in the road, and gestures to your door. So I get out, and I am probably wearing all black, classic <laughs> burglar attire like why mess with what works i've got some good gloves on not only will they conceal any proof of fingerprints but they also help me grip things and then a very very small bag of some sort and the keys in it and probably a set of lock picks things like that and i hop out of the car and i take a look up at this gate what does the gate look like It looks like a gate that's primarily designed to block vehicles. It's not going to pose much of an obstacle to you. So I'm going to just duck under this gate, and then I'm going to take the road up the direction that she said, and I'm moving and kind of like, like I'll move along and then I'll stop and kind of look around, and then I'll move a little bit further and then I stop and look around. So it's always an opportunity if like a car is coming or I hear something like I can duck across the street into the bushes or a favorite tactic is like just drop flat because it's dark out. There are a few moments where a errant snapping twig or the sound of a bird sort of sets you on edge and maybe you drop to the ground once or twice, but you are undisturbed by any human surveillance for about five or ten minutes until you come into sight of the central garden. And what do I see? The central garden is a large circular formation with descending terraced pathways traversing through the beautifully manicured flowers, hedges, and trees. In the distance, you can make out the imposing structures in the main campus and the sloped terrace wall that will serve as your entry point. I hustle around the garden up towards the entrance. You make your way through the central garden and arrive at the terrace wall. It is formed of rough-hewn stone blocks that recede at about a 70-degree angle, and it is unguarded. But beyond it, in the courtyard, you can see the muted shapes of two figures pacing back and forth. Well, I would like to scale this up to the top, kind of peek over the top edge of it to see what's going on. 
you peek your head up the top. Yep. And you get a better glimpse of the security guards who are patrolling the main courtyard. Okay. Which is your primary route to access the exhibition's pavilion. How are they patrolling it? These two guards are mostly situated in the center of the courtyard. Occasionally, they go sort of do a loop, but by and large, they're rather sedentary. And then where's the door that I need to get into? The exhibitions pavilion is basically straight to your left. You don't need to go through the courtyard, but you will sort of skirt the edge of it. How much am I going to stand out? I don't think it will be that stark, but there is an area of ambient light from one of the floodlights that you will likely need to pass through. Okay. I'm going to time it right after the guard that has done the loop is headed back is when I'm going to try to sneak along to get to the door. Give me a act under pressure. Eight. So either one of the guards is going to notice... Not necessarily you, but notice something is amiss. Funky, yeah. Or? Or you are going to lose something valuable. Oh, boy. I think I'm going to lose something valuable. You wait for the moment that the guards are at their least attentive, and you dash through this small, partially illuminated space, and you make it. You arrive without incident at the entrance to the exhibition's pavilion. You hold the antique key up to the keycard reader, and after a moment, sure enough, just like Spectre said, it chirps, flashes green, and you can hear the door unlock, and you very carefully open it and slide inside. And it is only once you are safe that you realize that the earpiece that you are supposed to receive updates from May and the team and communicate anything back to them has fallen out of your ear. Ah, always did like working alone. Technically, I think this is kidnapping. We're going to lead him back to his parents. It's We're just kid taking- borrowing. Yeah. Still going to find my daddies. We are. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready yes, to go home. We are going to do that. But first, we need to fix your hands, Gavin, because you don't want to turn your dads into whatever candy you would want them to be. What well, is, I would never turn them into what candy. What is dad candy? I don't know, like circus peanuts or peeps. My dad's a really big fan of peeps, so <laughs> I imagine that would be pretty cute. Oh, though. yeah. Those are Caramel good. peanuts. Oh. Yeah. If we were all peeps, that would be adorable. I'm not going to tell my dad into candy. I yes, promise. But, but you we might gotta, We got to fix your hands, bud. You like hugging your dad, right? Ooh, well, yeah, I love to hug my dad. Yeah, that would turn him right into candy, so we've got to turn your hands off before you do that. What? I can't hold my dad. Not until we you fix can, your hands. You can, but we just have to fix your just hands fix first. fix your hands. I want to tell my dad I need candy. All right, come on, kid. Hold your hands out. You got to fix your hands. Yeah, I don't think you need to roll for this. I think you've made a pretty compelling argument. So he, he holds his hands out. They're covered in the glove and wrapping, oh, which have turned to candy. Peppermint bark. I yeah. crack that off with the corndog stick. I'm going to do some magic. I'm going to try and fix the hands. This one is probably banish a spirit or curse. Mm. Okay. Mm. Candy curse. Go ahead and give me a roll to use magic. Uh, that's a 10. Hey. Woo! Okay. So I, was I'm struggling. The magic I was struggling curse. to think on how we would ever help out yeah, with this. Yeah, we couldn't. <laughs> any of this magic stuff. <laughs> no. So what does it look like, JR? In one hand, I've got the key. In the other hand, I just kind of hold it over Gavin's hands. And I say something memorable like, normal hands. <laughs> Look, I'm fresh out of quips, okay? <laughs> it's been a long day of rescuing people who were stupid enough to go up on a Ferris wheel. Good Lord, man was not meant to fly. <laughs> this is how we learn JR has a fear of airplanes. No, just Ferris wheels. I, Ferris just wheels. Ferris wheels. Oh, just Ferris wheels. Flying is fine, yes, just not... Yes. Circular yep, flying. Yep. And just okay. say normal hands, normal hands, normal hands, normal hands. So, JR, you raise your key and the sigils on it light up. And you see Gavin's hands wrapped in this candy also start to glow. And the sugary, sweet exterior starts to bubble and melt away. And you can feel the effects of this magic whatever it is, draining with it. And after just a few moments, the candy is gone. 
and Gavin turns over his hands a couple times and he like touches his shoe and nothing happens. But as he's moving around on the palm of his hand, you can see clearly and distinctly a bright red circle.